hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Register. You're back. I'm back. My name is Caitlin. <laughs> Hi, Caitlin. I'm John. Hi, John. It's nice to have you here. It's been a long, long time, guys. Um, I was getting sunburned <laughs> and being trolled by my yeah. friends. <laughs> Uh, we, yeah. Did anyone reach out and tell you to put on sunscreen? Okay, so here's the funny thing. You guys are all like, Caitlin, sunscreen. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys should have been talking about me putting on bug bite stuff, like uh, bug spray is the word, I think. Well, it doesn't show up on Instagram pictures. No, it doesn't. But honestly, I'm wearing leggings now, but, like, it's terrible. Like, it's, oh, man. it's terrible. And I've been itching them in my sleep. No. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It's, like, disgusting. Cartagena has insane humidity, and the island we went to, we stayed outside, or we stayed in a house, but basically the house was like almost like outside. I can't explain like it. Like a bungalow? Yeah, it was like a bungalow, so there's no real windows. Mm-hmm. We slept under mosquito nets. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was... That's how you know you're in a cool country. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> sure. Because there's danger all the time. <laughs> we went on this like midnight, well, not midnight, it was like literally 8 p.m., but they had this... um enchanted lagoon that they had like a plankton you went bioluminescent to, plankton bioluminescent i'm sorry are cambodia and colombia the same country aren't they the same did we do the same stuff i think you're so you're saying do you think they put bioluminescent plankton in like tourist areas <laughs> no and it's not because like, we had to go to a tiny little island to get to the plankton i was on a tiny little island to get to the plankton. oh my god i think i do have to go to colombia it's literally right up my alley you would love it but you would hate this part i think because i hated this part so we walked for like a mile or so maybe more in there shoes right no okay <laughs> in we followed um this like 14 year old boy who um spoke only spanish why would you be doing this because he was taking us to the lagoon oh you were paying him we were paying him okay you weren't just following <laughs> a 14 year old boy right no that makes more sense so we went to the lagoon and it was really fun but on the way to the lagoon we there was like no electricity on the island except that there was a flash like the guy had a flashlight mm-hmm. there was a giant fucking centipede not like a centipede like a centipede bug like a centipede like snake yeah like do you know what i'm talking like about like you can see the pincers on it like no like like yeah like that huge, like huge 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 size of a hot dog like uh, the, no bigger than a bigger hot dog than a hot do- a sausage <laughs> a, a, like four of them okay like i'm not kidding like kielbasa like, got it you think is that the the thing in zelda <laughs> no, <'cause>, <laughs> <laughs> Oh right, yes, like a giant the, uh, Legend the, of Zelda monster. The thing in the um, the stone temple in Majora's Mask. <laughs> oh, they the farm Majora's Mask. Uh, I forgot that's your only Zelda point of reference. And I play that game every single time I'm home. <laughs> I also know Ocarina of Time, but I just know Majora's. We're getting <laughs> yeah, you're right. guys. I think our tangents can be fun, but sometimes boring. What do you think? Well, sometimes it's just us. <laughs> right, exactly. You can cut it out, but I hope you don't. <laughs> It's fine. It was really disturbing. But it was so much fun. Highly recommend it. Great country. Beautiful people. Lovely time. So Riverdale. So Riverdale. So we... I got our beautiful people lovely time. <laughs> we got one review uh, from last time, and since Stephen had to read so many reviews about you, yeah. I figure you should read this nice review about Stephen. To be fair, there was one review about Stephen, so I feel like it was fine. <laughs> um, this is from Cinderella Rochelle. 
I think you've commented before. Yes. You've refused before. I don't know how you're doing this, this wizardry. But anyway, love the commentary. Five stars. Loved your co-host friend today. Please bring him back. Bring him back permanently, or at least every once in a while. Your co-host chemistry is on point. Little offended because that's what they usually say about us. That's <laughs> it's fine. Turns out I just have co-host chemistry with all of my friends. Yeah. You're like, was it Veronica? Who do we say that about? I said Veronica had uh, had good chemistry with an avocado. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel like that's not true anymore. Sadly. Well, no, I think her chemistry is still pretty good. Right. It's it's a lot of other things. It's, it's a few other elements. Right. That's well, right. Anyway, we By love the way, Steven. this episode was incredible. Oh yeah, I thought you would love this. I actually didn't want to text you about it when I watched it because I thought we would have a lot to talk about. There's going to be so. a lot to talk about. But I did just interrupt you saying a nice thing about Steven, and he would uh, never forgive me oh, if I allowed yeah. that to pass. Oh, I said I love Steven. Right, we do yes. love Steven. Yeah, though he called me the villain of the podcast, um, I love Steven. Well, I mean... I know. Anyway, thank you, Steven, for filling in. Really appreciate you. You are a gem per huge. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Caitlin... Yes. Do you know anything about the title for this episode? The title is In Treatment. That's yes. right, yeah. In Treatment is an American HBO drama produced and developed by Rodrigo Garcia about a psychotherapist, 50-something-year-old Paul Weston, and his weekly sessions with his patients, as well as those with his own therapist at the end of the week. So basically, uh, it's a show about a therapist. Oh my god. So you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This show would come out five nights a week on HBO. Wait, really? Yes. That's a long time. Eat half hour installments. Four of the episodes is this guy meeting with a different patient for each episode. So, like, every Monday he's checking in on this guy. Tuesdays are this girl. Yeah. Wednesday, Fridays, it's him going to see his therapist. About his other therapy thing. Well, about his issues. Right. That might have like appeared in certain ways you spoke to the other ones throughout the week prior. This is a show my dad watched, not one I watched. Oh, should, did you watch it, though, ever? I think I've caught minutes of it. Okay. It's a cool format, and it's yeah. cool what they did tonight. I was wondering if... Or uh, in this episode. Like, if I was doing the therapy show, one of the patients would have, like, murdered another one of the patients, and he would have had to, like... <laughs> It all comes together in the yeah, end. Yeah, that would right, have been really right, cool. Right, right, right. No, I think this is more of like a meditative, um, hmm. like just character stuff, man. Yeah. And apparently a lot of uh, big name actors were in it before they were big. That kind of makes sense because it feels, it feels like a good character. It's actor showcase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was on Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. This episode was written by Tessa Lee Williams. She also wrote Big Fun, which was the Heathers musical. The Midnight Club, which was the 80s flashback episode. A Night to Remember, the previous musical. Basically... She gets the fun ones. She's the best writer on this show. Oh. That's how I feel now about Tessa Lee Williams. Yeah, we stand alive. Like, she, other than the creator of the show, she's the your best one at it. Your grandfather. Right, your grandfather, <laughs> listener. Right. Uh, she's she's the one who deserves... I Like, if Roberto got too busy and was unable to show run... Riverdale anymore. We want to marry Tessa. I think I think <laughs> Tessa Lee Williams would be like the would be it would be a good shot. Yeah, good, good job. Choice. Yeah, no, a, uh, a plus. This is a fun episode. Yeah, this be- was a 
Because it was a course correcting episode. Didn't you feel that way? Isn't that what all of her episodes are? Yeah, it was like, mm, we were doing. Yeah, because she this. just brought in Gina Torres to solve everything, right. and Gina Torres is flawless. So here's the thing you're right, except for one. I'll, I will get to it, but there is one person that she, I think, has a terrible piece of advice for, and I think you'll figure it out once we get there. Okay. Or she just get. I, I was just like, you bonkers lady, this is not how you should handle this situation. Right. Otherwise, everybody got Unless she's secretly advice. evil. I thought that at the end that was going to be the reveal, <laughs> that it was going to be like, chick, it's Gina Torres. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd like, she'd like take some candy, sit back, and throw on a VHS of Archie's house for six oh. hours. <laughs> <laughs> and she just watches it, the whole thing. Right? <laughs> the whole yeah. thing. Uh, this episode was directed by Michael Goy, G-O-I. Boy? I, that seems right. Yeah. Like, boy. Yeah. It's uh, his first episode of Riverdale, but he did do an episode of Swamp Thing and an episode of Sabrina earlier, so he knows cool. that kind of gothic camp world. Uh, but mostly he was a cinematographer until 2016 on stuff like American Horror Story and Glee. Ooh, so he's part of the Ryan Murphy camp, maybe. Well, maybe, but I just think he, you know, started with visuals and then graduated to directing. Yeah. Yeah, like the guy directing the episode of NCIS I'm on right now. Nickus. Yes, Nickus. Okay. Uh, he's usually the DP, and he's oh, that's fun. and but uh, something fell through. The guy was meant to direct, so he he was able to step up. I feel like those jobs kind of lend themselves to each other. Yeah. Well, yes. It's if you're a DP, you know, you're all about framing the shot and what that yeah. looks like. So you'll be great at directing visually. But I, 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 it's the whole, like, getting your characters to emote and all that. Uh, that's not in DP school, you yeah. know? That's not what they're teaching for cinematographers. Yeah. Uh, so that's got to be something you got you to gotta learn on your own, I think. Though I guess for a show like Nickus, those <clears throat> characters have been at it for a long time. Guest cast, though. Yeah, that's fair. That being said, this episode actually is a great guest cast. Yeah. They get script. Secret, secret, secrets. So, <laughs> Caitlin, um... Just going to get one broad thing out of the way before we go into individuals. Yes. Uh, the tapes got sequels. Yeah, but not very good ones. Well, it's a, <laughs> it's close-ups on the door now. Ironic that this per, that this person has been like watching all their homes, but kind of missed all the big shit at them recently. Like, there's not footage of the drive-by shooting of Archie's house, or right, you know, right. Cheryl <laughs> and Tony dragging a dead body out, and then hours later bringing it back in. <laughs> That's really weird. I have a question, though. The guy got closer. He filmed for hours. Well, it looks like a zoomed-in shot. Okay, but hours. It's, yeah. So that means, like, one day, one house, maybe? Unless they had multiple camcorders. Seems so complicated. It's a lot of work to unsettle people. So, but, like, is it unsettling people? Because I feel like they're like, yeah, we just killed a guy. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they, Archie's, like, like, honestly, least of my concerns right now. Yeah. I have to save the youth. Right, he's like, ooh, spooky cameras. Like, not that spooky. So the tapes got sequels. I honestly forgot about it. They should have set this up right. earlier in the season in order for me to care more. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of down for the slow burn thing they're doing here. It just doesn't feel like we're being watched. It feels like more, oh, and here's a weird thing. Well, you know how um, sets of three work. Yeah. The next time something will, it'll like be bigger. 
It'll just be a guy with a camper to, like, in their faces. It'll, it'll like, just be a close-up of Archie for six hours. Watching his tape. Just, like, walking around, spending his day. Yeah. Okay. That actually would be funny if the next one was footage of them watching the tapes. That would be creepy, actually. That would be very creepy. And, and they're like, Archie, did you watch for six hours? <laughs> I had to make sure nothing happened. Oh, man. Did oh. you sleep that night? You all know I don't sleep. I don't sleep. I have my baseball bat, and I have my hood, and I have no sleep. But forget about tapes of doors. College acceptance letters are going out, so kids are freaking out. I love the fact that they bring a therapist in because of college. That's not... That's why. No. Yeah, that's why. It said Principal Honey expanded her office hours. Right, but like this is... No, what I'm telling... She's been there the whole time. That's worse. The, yeah, exactly. This whole show, there was a Gina Taurus ready to help as well as she does in this episode... And nobody went to her. But the funny thing is, it's like, this was the crisis. The crisis was like, ooh, you guys are going to be sad about getting rejected from Yale. No, this just plays into our Mr. Honey theory that he's not evil at he's all. He's a good principal. He's just incredibly quality. misunderstood at all times. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys seem like you're having a hard day. He's done nothing but help. Mm, Assuming yeah. that Reggie's car was vandalized right. by strangers. That's true. And he bad. just talks in a very funny manner. Yeah, it's like, oh, weird. No, it's I like, can't believe youth would do this to you. Why doesn't he want to take... I'm offering him a ride home. <laughs> Something terrible happened to his car. God, they could still be out and there. And he looked at me like I did it. That's crazy. Crazy. I'm the principal. All I did was talk in a menacing manner. Oh, So, man. where would you like to start? Betty and Alice? Archie? Cheryl? Veronica? Let's, Jughead? Let's do Betty and Alice. All right. Because this is a weird way to dive into their relationship. <laughs> like... They find birth control. Alice finds birth control pills. Okay. No, th- someone found season one Alice. Right. Turns out all of her character arc was was just one long prep to go undercover in the cult. And she's just, I guess, snapped back. Well, here, That's what it feels like. Here, though, they made it... So I think we like, got the She would have pulled this in season one. Yes, absolutely. But I think we got the timeline of the cult thing, and I think that we were maybe wrong. She... Did fall under Edgar's Right. Spell. She says that in this, too. That it's like, no, but that's when I was under his influence. I'm like, wait, you weren't always, always. undercover? That kind of makes more sense because we were wondering why. That's the thing with this episode. I think this episode was a lot of, hey, remember all those plot holes that the Riverdale Register keeps pointing right. out? We didn't forget. We see? Did. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it feels. And I think it's actually, I'm not saying that we did it, but like, maybe. <laughs> maybe we did that. She, Yeah. Betty comes home and Alice calls her a liar because she didn't get into Yale, something Betty did not know yet. Oh, so mean. And also has birth control. And Alice is mad that Betty is having sex because now she's not going to go to college. Mm. Which is all just a crazy line of thinking. Yes. Also, you're the one who let her sleep in right. Jughead's Right. You moved her and you into the house where her boyfriend and your boyfriend <laughs> live. Who are related. Yeah. It's gross. So Betty goes to visit Mrs. Burble. That's her name? Yeah. Okay. But we can just call the Gina Taurus if you want. Yeah, I'd prefer that. Okay. Mrs. Burble. <laughs> but before they can start it, Alice walks in. Uh, like a nightmare. Yeah. Worst her, case though. scenario is you sitting down for therapy and your mom walks in. And then doesn't leave. Right, right. I, I think the funnier part is, though, that 
it, it like was she's five steps behind her, like, and then she was like, "Mom, what are you doing?" I'm like, she wasn't following you. The yeah, you whole didn't. Time. You didn't turn around when you heard the the tense yeah. footsteps behind I you. I feel like I would know Alice's footsteps anywhere. Yeah, actually, you did you ever develop that where you could like tell who was walking around the house just by the yeah, sound? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's me weird. Too. It's weird how that works. Betty and Alice start arguing basically as soon as they're in the same room. Alice, <laughs> Alice says. Betty's too busy having sex to get into college. Okay, can we talk about how the college is Yale? Like, it's yeah, not I like, know. There's no small potatoes in this no, visit. No, it's not like, oh, you got like seven rejection letters right. from like a wide range of colleges. It's like the hardest school to get into in the country, maybe the second hardest school Unless to get in. Unless Riverdale is set in a world where the only colleges are Ivy League colleges. Yeah, because they're the only ones people mention are Ivy League schools. RJ didn't even know where Harvard was, so. Someone was just checks like. Checks out, kind of, actually, but. Betty's smart. She should go to a smart school, but not like too smart. I don't want to be pretentious about it. So Yale. We're gonna send her to the to the Rory Gilmore of colleges. I mean, Yale and Harvard, I think, are pretty much like equal in my mind. Like, I don't know if either one is I think that if you go to Yale, you're just as potentially Right, but you're you you're seen as less obnoxious because you went to the second place school. Mm, I don't know. Yale is specific though. Something about Yale. I think either one what? you'd have a good time. What does Betty want to study at Yale? FBI. <laughs> I don't right. know. You can't study crime. At crime a, solving. It's like, is she going to be a lawyer? What does she want to do? The history of the Nancy Drew novels. So. Like, yeah, it's it doesn't. Maybe criminal justice. Actually, yeah. that could that could be a thing. I would watch that spinoff. Betty studies criminal justice yes. at Yale. Right, that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> Working title. I'd be more excited about that than Katie Keene. Oh yeah, well that's. They did confirm, though, Veronica will be in an episode of Katie Keene, and Katie Keene will oh, be in an episode of Riverdale. That's what I... Th- Wait, I thought it was the opposite. I thought that... Yeah, like, a crossover. Okay. But just Veronica going to one episode of Katie Keene and Katie coming to one episode of Riverdale. That's just confusing, though, because Katie Keene is set five years in the future. So it's not going to be the same episode. Oh, yeah. Well... No, that's not... Of course it's not the same right. episode. That's how crossovers work. Well, sometimes it'll be like... It's like one long episode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I watch the DC shows. I don't, though. So <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, this definitely won't be a two-part story split across two different shows. Right, that's all I want to know. Oh, that's actually dangerous to put Veronica on Katie Keene then. Because right. then we have to confirm her future. It makes more like, sense the other what way. what if someone on Katie Keene just goes... Hey, did you murder Jughead? <laughs> and then she's like, no, of course we faked his death in senior year. <laughs> anyway. Everyone, that's in the past now. Or like, what if she's there and be like, I'm still dating Archie. Then I'll be furious. Yeah, she is. They get married. Although high odds, we're about to jump five years in the future on Riverdale yeah, also. Sure and just catch are. up with them. Like that would make Roberto's life a bit easier then for crossing over those two. Maybe that will happen. Well, I guess it couldn't happen until the end of the season. Yeah. So that's the yeah. season five thing. We still got to deal with this whole murder thing that yeah. hasn't happened yet. Yeah. The end of this episode made me realize that we're not going to... We don't have to worry about this at all. No. But, but anyway. So yeah. Betty what if it's all just one episode at the end where they just like replay all that stuff with like the new like, context that you know they faked it? Yeah. And, then, like, they, they, and they just like be like, all right, well, that's over and done with. Right. Like it's it really not a thing. It's what it's going to be. It's 100%. This is it. (laughs) Unless he's really dead, but he's not, so. Anyway, 
Burble asks, <laughs> asks Alice if she associates sex with failing to get into college and shortcomings and all of that, which is, like, kind of a nice... I think that's cool. That's, yeah, kind of. That is how she sees it. Yeah, well, but... But also, no. only in season one, afterwards she became a person who's like, oh, my daughter just stripped on that stage. Put, throw a leather jacket on her. Right. And, and serpent boyfriend and call it a day. The point is, she invites Alice to join them for some therapy. Yeah, so... Is this the one you have bad? You think is no. a bad take? No, no, no. I don't understand why you don't already love this. I love no, this immediately. I, I love this episode. I think she gives great advice to everyone and fills in a lot of plot holes. But there is one plot line that I think she gives terrible advice to. All right, well, You'll see. I'm sure it's Archie. It's not Archie. Oh. Archie works out really well for him. I just assumed it would be Archie because everyone you know, I, hates Archie. I think that you think I hate Archie more than I hate Archie. I do. I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay. Who hurt you? Was it me? Was it with the Archie? No, it's just uh, friggin' BuzzFeed. <laughs> I was like, what is he gonna say? No, I'm just like, I BuzzFeed does these recaps of the show sometimes, and I'm like, oh, content that I care about, um, and then I, never... I read it, and they're like, Archie did another dumb thing because he's a dumb dumb, and we hate him. I'm like, what? The, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I write those. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. I only listen to our Riverdale Re- Register podcast for recaps, so... Burble asks Betty if she keeps secrets from her mom. She does, but she also points out that Alice has been hiding things from her her entire life. So she calls Alice out for that time she, you know, joined a cult. Did not tell her she was undercover. Did not mention her brother that she found. <laughs> oh, and gave away all of her college money. Yeah... How much money did she give away? All of it. All of it. The college money. The college. The money that could pay for college. And we're talking Yale money. Okay. So she gave it away. If it's in full, over $200,000. Sure. Okay. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I didn't really read that check at the end. Yeah. I thought it said $5,000. Maybe it said fifty. <laughs> fifty bucks. $50. Go on, kid. Go get yourself a meal. Yeah. Confusing. You also, and your she boyfriend. Did, she didn't get into... Anyway, not important. Yep, that's true. Betty did not get into Yale. <laughs> she she fell short of that milestone. Yeah. So I guess it's not, I'm not too mad at the show. I think it'll be For fine. just sending all of its characters to Ivy League colleges. I just think it makes more sense for Betty to have gotten into Yale than for Veronica to have gotten into Harvard. Though I guess Hiram did. We'll never know. Yeah, it's unclear. Uh... Alice claims that she did give away the college money while under the influence of Edgar... Did she just stare at his abs, and then he was like, give away your college money. Okay. To me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, Betty also brings up the serial killer genes and the sister of quiet mercy. Basically, oh, yeah. Betty takes birth control so she doesn't end up like her mom or Polly. Oof. Whew. Yikes. But fair, also. I, no, true. Tough, yeah. but fair. Yeah. I mean, if you could birth chick... Or Charles, or whoever Chick's boyfriend is. I don't know. Like, yeah, take birth control. It's a problem. It's a problem. The serial killer gene is passed down from this bloodline. Don't have kids. Right, because this is in a world where that is very real science. Yeah, very real science. They test you for it when you when you when you enter workplaces. Apparently, and... you can be tested for a lot of things in Riverdale. That's real. Really? Yeah. Oh, disturbing. Oh, I'm gonna test myself. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case? Yeah. Yeah. 
Wait, I actually did do that, I think. What? I might actually be a chimera. What? I... I... I am pretty sure. I'm like 95% sure uh, that I was told that I had a twin in the womb that I ate them. Oh, that's a weird thing to bring up now and not three episodes ago. That's okay. That's not your fault. I'm not sure. Okay. (laughs) Because I might have also made that up when I was a little kid. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) And just believed it. Okay. You never imagine something so hard as a child that you convince yourself of facts that were not facts. This just feels like a thing that I would say, and I'm surprised that you're saying it. (laughs) So so I'm not really sure if this is you or the twin you ate in the womb talking, but, (laughs) but yeah. I do feel like it's not your fault if you eat a child in the womb, unlike what the blossoms are insisting upon. <laughs> because you were a malicious embryo. <laughs> oh, yes. That's disgusting. The concept is all icky. Betty asks her mom if she seriously thinks she wasn't having sex when she literally shares a bed with her live-in boyfriend. Well, I guess he's not living in now. That's why she's been so horny lately. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, it's so weird. It's so weird to do that in high school. Alice, again, just calls her a child and dismisses her uh, her, her arguments, but that's kind of what Gina Torres focuses in on. Alice reads Betty's diaries, and Betty's super mad about that. Stop writing diaries, Betty. Seriously. This is not going to go well for you. Obviously, she's going to read your diaries. Didn't this, like, wasn't this how What's-Her-Face found out about the cat being dead, but also died in a different way than Polly thought the cat died? Caramel? Caramel? Caramel. Remember? What about it? Remember how... Oh, reading the diaries? Right, and that's... Yeah. Yeah, stop writing yeah. those. Maybe, like, do it on your phone. Yeah. They have the cloud, though. Buy a buy a safe. Buy a... <laughs> Alice gets into Like things. a little safe. Yeah, yeah. It's not too big. I just imagine Alice with a hammer, like, I will read my daughter like, first. it's not... Off. Journaling is healthy. Uh, <laughs> but, like... Carve wow. into a tree and then cut that tree. Hold on, no, no, we shouldn't. This isn't Betty's fault. We're victim blaming. Sure. This is Alice's fault. Yeah, a lot of things. Don't mm-hmm. have this. A lot of things are Betty's parents' fault. Betty tells her mom that if she doesn't give her boundaries, then she won't have a relationship of any kind with her, which is a healthy. Like, yeah, that's a healthy thing to say. Uh. Gina Torres thinks that Alice is afraid that Betty is growing up, which is true. Alice has lost one kid to her giving him away, <laughs> and the other one to her locking her in an insane asylum, driving her to join a cult, escaping from the cult, and sending her to a different insane asylum, and her grandchildren to the actual craziest person in town. And she doesn't want to lose Betty, too. Why can't they have those babies back? Right? It doesn't make any sense. Has anyone checked in on Polly about how she feels about where her children are? I honestly think Polly's a crazy mess, so. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. But it's the most interesting she's ever been. Yeah. When she's off screen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh... She's not ready to lose Betty, too. Betty's like, but that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, Alice says, 
I love you. And Betty says, well, that doesn't justify any of this. Why wouldn't you do this for Polly? Polly needs you. And, and Alice actually says, Fuck I love Polly. you more. <laughs> I love you most. Oh, that's so sad. Which a parent is not usually supposed to admit they have a favorite. And this is why Polly joined that cult. Just saying. Terrible parenting. You never, ever, ever tell your favorite kid that you're the favorite kid. Are you the favorite kid? You're not the favorite kid. No, uh, are you? I, I, I have not been told. Yeah, no. I mean, if my sister ever listens to this. Beth is better than me, so. I mean, we're not going to say it. I'm kidding. You guys are equal and the same. Right. Well, you're better than your sister, so. Yeah, I'm pretty great. So, <laughs> it's a whole other thing. She doesn't listen to this, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it's a very weird form of psychological manipulation that, like, to do this to your child. Though I don't think that, like, she's actively manipulating No, but she's doing everything wrong. Right. It's all bad. It's all (laughs) bad. It's all bad. Like, how did you mess this up so bad? Even last episode, you're like, and now we're the bad parents. Okay, you recognize it, change it. And you know what? She does. Betty comes home to to Alice, who refuses to acknowledge earlier that Betty finds unopened mail for her and a check with what we presume is her missing college funds of 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It's going to get her, whole get her dollars. whatever school she gets One into. class at Yale, maybe. And then Betty Not tells Yale. Alice she loves her most as well, which I don't think I'd say. I'm not sure if they've earned that. Yeah. Like, mm. what, are we already forgiving everything? Well, she gave you one day. Well, to be fair, if her options are just everyone in her immediate family, I also love Alice most. So... <laughs> It's like my crazy sister, FP, my dead serial killer dad, my evil fake brother, mm. and my potentially evil real brother. I love Alice most. She's the healthiest mm, one. It's fine. So it's fine. the choices are limited. Just real quick thing to point out: when Betty comes home, Alice mentions that the boys are out back, and she's preparing a casserole. She does not mention where Jelly Bean is. Where is Jelly Bean? Dead. Jelly Bean died. Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean died in the Halloween episode. <laughs> she never got back up. That was in Betty's head. That's when she snapped. I've been thinking a lot about do the Riverdale actors like Jelly Bean? Do they just stay in Vancouver until they're called upon, or do they just probably not? They probably yeah. fly them up if they're not already Canadian. Right. Jelly Bean might just be a Canadian actress. I know. Well, we could Google that, but why? That's later. Do we care that much? Later, <laughs> maybe. Well, if I'm bored. Later when we're not on the record? Yeah. And I'll just tweet it. <laughs> Great. Before the episode comes out. Ah. Uh, uh, where, where would you like to go next? Um, Jughead. Really? Yes. I figured you'd want to do him last. Oh, yeah. No, we'll do him last because I forgot about the whole flash forward thing. I have thoughts. So let's do Archie. Okay. So Archie Oh, has damn it. There's been... also Veronica. We'll do Archie. Then we'll do Veronica. <laughs> Archie's been sleeping through class. Uh, and for that, he's sent to the guidance counselor, which I, I, I figured the principal's office, not the guidance counselor's. Well, no, I feel like the guidance counselor is like, you know, if you're sleeping through class, you're not necessarily behaving badly. It's right. like something's going on. You know what? That mean teacher, kind of thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so she, Gina Torres, asks Archie about college. And Archie says he's not interested in college, which makes sense. Archie's not going to college. Right. Uh, but he says he's needed in town to clean up the town like his father would have. Uh, to which she asks how he's managing. He says he's trying to carry on his dad's legacy, but that's not enough. 
At which point, Gina Torres notices his hands. Mm. He's like little nicks and bruises on them. I mean, he you does know, own a boxing club, just saying. Crime, yeah, but you wear gloves. I guess. I mean, nah, Archie might not. She uh, she tells him that he, if he admits to a crime or putting anyone in danger, including himself, she has to report it. Which is funny because then he does and she doesn't. Uh, well, no, it's like all hypothetical. Right, right. I'm sorry. I forgot about yeah. it. KJ's, by the way, KJ's best performance ever is this. Yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, he's not playing football anymore, so how did he hurt his hands? He tells her he goes out at night. She asks if he's cruising in the gay woods. <laughs> this is my absolute favorite line. Like, it's, does everybody just know about this? Right, it's Everyone? common knowledge. They're, it's called the gay woods. I don't. She's, she's like, right, 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 right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Going out at night. I got it. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Kevin back in season two, actually. Imagine she's been seeing Kevin this whole time. This whole time. Kevin and her have a deep... Yeah. Bond and friendship. I love it. That's how Kevin got so healthy. <laughs> That's right. That's how we came back Good to job. Betty. Oh, I love it. Uh, he tells her, hypothetically, he puts on a mask and fights crime. <laughs> no, like, he tells her about Dodger and everything. Like, oh, here's yeah. my character arc this season. Uh, she calls him a vigilante. And asks who's protecting him. She has a really good general knowledge of comic book superheroes. Like, hey, don't uh, they usually become superheroes because something really mm. bad happens to them and they're angry at the world? Like the Batman pearls. Like, basically, every major DC superhero lost a parent Yeah. before they became a superhero. Well, it's a very easy thing, Yeah. right? It's like, okay, that's bad. Right. Yeah. It is bad. Right. Yes. Yeah. Especially when it happens to crime. Right. Yeah. Like Batman. Batman. Batman's the one who really never got over it. Like right. Green Lantern and the Flash, they moved on from their parents' death and like it fuels them, but not like I am an adult who dresses up this way and beats up criminals in the night. I, uh, I just am so sick of seeing Batman's parents die. Right. It happens so much. Did you see Joker? Yes, I did. Where his uh, parents died. Just like right at the end there. Yeah. Like, we know you wanted to see it. Here's and his parents dying. It's always the same fucking thing where she has a pearl necklace and pearl the pearls. Mama ding, Wayne's pearls. Ding, 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 yeah. to the floor. Right. It depends on how artistic the director yes, is, how exactly. much they want to focus on that. But it's like, I've only seen so many Batman things and I feel like I've seen it a thousand times. You know what's funny? I just realized Zack Snyder did like that super voyeuristic take mm-hmm. on them dying in Batman v Superman, but he also directed Watchmen from mm-hmm. 2009, where they have a moment where um, this superhero called Night Owl, well, I guess not super, this crime fighter called Night Owl during the opening credits, they do these flashes of like through the years, yeah. and there's him like stopping a robber who's about to fire a gun. At a, at a rich man and woman with pearls and oh their little God. son. It's like, oh, he prevented Batman. Wait, really? That's so weird. That's, that's what that implies, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> no, you just use your billions to ruin the economy and the right. environment right. now. So he did, but he did both of those. That's, that's great. That's kind of funny. That's fun. Well, I'm sure that was, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'll Google that. Um, where was I? We're talking about Riverdale. Oh, right. Uh, what's Riverdale? Uh, Gina Torres uh, says Archie's fueled by grief-induced anger. And Archie kind of freaks out. He knows he's angry. Look at everything that happened to him. He gets angry when everyone treats him like a moron, too. Caitlin. Buzzfeed. <laughs> yeah. Internet. Yeah. He's not. Oh, I mean... 
He's sure. not as dumb as we treat him. He's not as dumb as he is. He's not, I'm not as dumb as I am. <laughs> oh, sweetie. He's hurting constantly and wants to make sure nobody else does. But I love when yeah. she calls him out. Yeah, he's like, he's like my, my mom was shot at. There was a drive-by, and Thanksgiving happened. Uh, <laughs> and what am I supposed to do when my loved ones are in danger? You know, theoretically. Right, right. God, seriously, KJ crushes that whole monologue. Oh, so was there any answer to this? Because... Well, I mean, it's what does Spider-Man do when his loved ones are in danger? He becomes Spider-Man. Right. So unfortunately... From Archie's perspective, vigilantism is his only choice, mm. but also she calls him out that that's an addiction, which is the best way to describe Archie. Yeah. Because from in, in, in his in his story, he's failed at everything, and the only thing that has consistently brought him success has been fighting. Mm. That's uh, sad. In, yeah, it is sad, but like it's what's helped him survive juvie. Uh, it... I guess it didn't work super well with the Black Hood before, but it was a solution of something he could do because he was, you know, 16. What uh, do you think about him picking up a guitar and trying his hand at music? I don't think he thinks that's useful anymore. That's so sad. I think he thinks art is a waste of time now. Wow, I think he crushed, <clears throat> crushed his dreams. Yeah, you know who did that? The internet? Hiram Lodge. Oh, right. Buzzfeed? <laughs> um. he, like, he's he's almost got PTSD and fighting is his only means of survival so he can't stop himself. That's really sad. That's a deep show. We got deep over there, yeah, Riverdale. accidentally. <laughs> accidentally got some deep. Thank you, Tessa Williams. Uh, yeah. Tessa or Tessa? Tessa. Tessa. Thank you, Tessa Williams. Uh, he tells her that just the center alone makes him a target, but he doesn't think he's doing enough. So she's like, maybe add volunteers. And then we're like, maybe like an art station or yeah, like, you know, it. some non-fighting stuff. But okay. again, that's his, it's the only track his brain works on now. It would be cool if his friends you know, helped instead of just giving him money and going, all right, you got this. We believe in you. And then going off to deal with their own plots. Well, to be fair, like they could all be a part of this. Well, to be fair, they have a lot of shit going on. I mean, Kevin doesn't. So no. maybe Kevin should right. be involved. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Super beefy. Kevin is not doing much right now. Can just, it's about time the show just revealed Kevin's arms. I know. Like for real. They're hiding them. They're like, on purpose. They don't want us to know. Cause they're like, that would just ruin Archie forever. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> we end up Kevin come out here and be like, oh, those are cute. And then, like, <laughs> whop. Yep, amazing. So, she also suggests she would help, which just makes me happy at the thought that this might not be the last time we see Gina Taurus on this show. No? Oh, sorry, what was the question? <sighs> Will we see Gina Taurus again? We might again? see Gina Taurus again. Yeah, I hope so. I just figured you'd have something to say. Yeah, because she's Charles's other girlfriend. So... Obviously, because she's back. she's sending the tapes around town yeah. and she's evil. She tells him not to go out at night <laughs> to Fox Sports. That's it. You know, hey, maybe stop fighting crime or going to the gay woods or whatever you're doing. I honestly think it would help. So Archie goes home and tells his mom he's moving out. <laughs> That's not why they like discussed. no one told him to do that, but. You are 18, so I guess she she weirdly relents on that real quick. Yeah, I guess 
I they really don't have Molly Ringwald forever. I guess that was my first thought. <laughs> Molly Ringwald or Mary Andrews is so checked out at this point. <laughs> She's like, I'm unemployed. I hate this fucking town. <laughs> go on, yeah, get out of the house. Like, I give a shit. Maybe I'll just go back to Chicago for a while. See if anyone notices. <laughs> see I, my boyfriend. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that Archie's plan of moving out is really going to change anything logically because right. people will still be like, oh, he still has a mom. But thank God it will give an excuse to be at the gym more often. Right. We never see him at the gym ever. Does he live at, is he implying that he's going to move into the gym? He sets up a bed in his office at the gym. Wow. But like forever? Yes. Are there showers there yet? I think so. Like that place doesn't look like it has good water. No. Maybe if he lives there, it'll look cleaner. I don't think that you could drink the water there, so that's a little bad. It's not a livable place. It's not zoned for residential shit. <laughs> no, and, I'm, and if Mary really wanted to stop him, I'm sure she'll, like, pull out a lawyer move to be like, no. No, but she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She loves, she doesn't care. So Archie moves into the El Royale and sets the hotline. Then he throws his black hood in the trash, and it looks just like an iconic uh, Spider-Man image. I don't. There was a... there. Yeah, I know, I know. I I teed myself up. Uh, but it's interesting. There was there was a storyline called Spider-Man No More where he quits. Oh, okay. And so he throws his gar- his suit in the trash and it's like half hanging out. And this image is kind of iconic. And then they use it in Spider-Man 2. And they use it in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I don't think they use it in Spider-Verse, but it like, you know, it repeats yeah. a lot. It's one of those images. That's cool. And like the half in superhero suit is like, it's always an homage to that now. Uh, then Archie climbs into bed when he gets a message on the hotline where a kid is asking for help with a man abusing his mother. Mm. So Archie breaks his pencil dramatically, picks his mask (laughs) back up, grabs a baseball bat, and heads out. So that was short-lived. You watched the show You, right? Yes. Just The first season, because for the rest of the world, the second season is not out yet, Caitlin. Right, right. So anyway, you, you dick. The season one is what I was referring to. Season one, when Joe is like this, just saying it was bad. What? Joe does the same shit where it's like someone's abusing my mom. It's like I better take care of it. No one oh. asked me to, but I better do it. Yeah. Just saying under the wrong but context. Joe, Joe rules, man. What? As a character. As a, what? He John. is so entertaining to watch. So entertaining, I know. But here's the thing. Can't say it that way. It's a Greg Berlanti show. They are the same. It's a great show. Joe is a very bad man. I think his name is Will now. Yeah. I saw the trailer today. I know. The trailer came out today. I can tell you more about it. Maybe. Just kidding. Maybe don't. I Maybe I don't want to know anything. You don't want to know anything. Mm. I won't tell you anything. Mm. I keep secrets. You know you can tell me? What? Where we're going next. We're going to Veronica. Okay. Because I want to do Cheryl last. Oh, no. Or I want to do Jughead, and then I want... I want to do Cheryl, and then Jughead. Okay. Well, now I know which one she has a problem with. You do? I think it's Cheryl. It's Cheryl. You're right. Okay. So, Hiram calls Veronica into his office. He has encased a bottle of rum, the first he ever made, in glass, like a douchebag. He calls it his... (laughs) Proudest achievement, second to her. What about Hermosa? <laughs> Not even on the list. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but if he were talking to Evil Veronica, he'd be like, You're, it's second to you. Which one are you? <laughs> yeah. You're just Veronica, right? <laughs> From the future? He asks if she's applied to Harvard yet, and uh, she has. 
later at class, uh, Kevin's giving a presentation on game theory that I'm sure he worked really hard on <laughs> when Veronica's phone rings and she goes, just one second. She puts a finger up, she up, up, ups him, and then walks out into the hall Aww. like an a-hole. Yeah, she sucks. Uh, but it's a direct call from the dean of admissions at Harvard. Should have been suspicious from jump. Mm, yeah. Telling her that she's been accepted. And then Camilla Mendes is a really cute jump for joy mm. in the hallway. Except... And then he's short-lived. right. He's like, "Thanks, thanks, your dad for the rum he sent me." Now imagine if you could get into Harvard just because your dad sent a bottle of his own rum that he just started making. How would you feel about that? Bad. You feel like one of the college admission scandals, kids. Yeah. Actually, I'm surprised they weren't doing that. I think it maybe was right in before that salt. When did that happen? Actually, no, that happened a while ago. It was over the summer, dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, yeah, they had plenty of time. The Maybe. show Evil on CBS wrote in a Jeffrey Epstein was was murdered joke Ooh. within, like, the episode was, like, within a week of it happening. Like, it was too soon. I don't That's know how they weird. pulled that off. Wait, was it actually Jeffrey Epstein? What? No, 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 no. Like, they're talking to a prophet of the Lord okay. who claims she's real, and they're trying to test it. So this guy, like, was Jeffrey, how did Jeffrey Epstein die? She's like, she, he was murdered. <gasps> That's kind of weird. Yeah. Evil rules. Evil. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I haven't watched that yet. Um, how would I feel about Hiram Lodge paying? Yeah, would you feel comfortable if if your dad mm-hmm. could just send a bottle of rum and whatever else to a school and get you in Harvard? Even would I do it? No, I don't. Well, mm, I don't know. That's hard because I feel like if you grow up in a, I wouldn't love that. I would no. Like, I wouldn't like that at all. I wouldn't like it either. But I think that if you grow up in a type of family where that is actually really normal. That you probably wouldn't even notice that that was weird. That's true. If this so, were if that were my life, then I'd probably be like a trust fund kid. Yeah, it would, be, it would like, be like never work for a thing in your life. Definitely end up in government. Uh, yeah, it would be a very different situation. And I think that's with the college admission scandal. I think a lot of these kids didn't even really know what was going on, right? Because they didn't realize that right. was not a thing. Exactly. They had to find out. Yeah. But, like, I think that even if some of them knew, oh, yeah, my parents, like, you know, whatever, like, they probably wouldn't have, they probably would have been like, yeah, that's just, like, how it works. Right. You know, like, how some things are a little shady. Veronica knows that. That's why when he says it, she immediately figures out what happened. Yeah. So, I mean, would I not go to Harvard, though? I don't know. If I didn't, I don't know. I feel like that's hard. If I was 18 and dumb. Don't forget how dumb you are. Right, I was so scenario. dumb. So dumb in the scenario. So well, Veronica tells Gina Torres about what's happened, uh, and she's mad because she didn't achieve Harvard. Her father bought her way in, and that's humiliating and infuriating. And she'll never do. If she can. She'll never know if she can do it on her own. That is upsetting. Yeah, she can't. No one gets into Harvard. No, she's not. Of course, she couldn't have. Like uh, no one gets into Harvard. It's so hard. That's why they call it Harvard. Harvard. Yes, yeah. it's in the name. Everyone knows. I was like, can you do that for Yale? No. You can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Ale. <laughs> <laughs> so no. That's right. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. It's in the name. So, uh, Veronica believes that Hiram wants to control her at all times. She catches Gina Doris up on basically her entire character arc from seasons two through three. I love this because they fill in all of the gaps, like right. all the things that we had questions about. It's right. just it it uh, this whole episode 
and I know I mentioned this recently, but it reminds me of the This Is Us with Kevin's speech on the football field. Yeah, You contextualized his entire arc and made it function mm-hmm. better. Yeah. It's That's the same great. thing. Uh, she, then, she says, Veronica Luna is no one's Cordelia, to which I don't know what that means. Is that a Buffy reference? It's definitely not. Okay. I, I could bet you money that Veronica Luna has never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, oh, it's probably from King Lear. That makes much more sense. Oh, Cordelia is King Lear's favorite of his three daughters. And he offers her an opportunity to profess her love to him which in return for one-third of the land in his kingdom. She says no, and he banishes her. I would say yes. So that is... That it? You are his Cordelia. Right, 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 That's, right. Yeah, except he doesn't even banish you. He says... I'll get you to get that land eventually. Right. Yeah, I want you to succeed. And then he, like, keeps following her. Yeah, it's weird. They're in love. It's weird. It's weird how they say it, they, essentially. I think they I think they just need to have sex. Like, No, they should not. You should delete just, that from the record. <laughs> oh. God, it just feels like they're really attracted to each other. The way they phrase it, I know that they're not trying to, but it's weird. It's a, It's weird. All of it is weird. Gina Taurus asks if Veronica is jealous of evil Veronica. Veronica claims she wants something to do with Hiram and evil Veronica, and they can have each other. To where Gina Taurus is like, but you live at home. Right, thank you. It's only we said for so long. <laughs> You've been living at home this entire time. You say you want to leave, and then you continue to live at home. And when he calls you into his office, you walk into his office. Nobody... No, none of your friends live where they actually were previously supposed to live. Think about that. Every single one of them, including Kevin, has lived somewhere they weren't originally intended to live. Wow. Except for Veronica. Veronica's never moved. Reggie. Reggie's never moved. Yeah. Well, but he did change yeah. faces that yeah, one time. Exactly. So same thing. basic thing. Whole complex. He went didn't do a different body. <laughs> He's been He's, deep undercover for years. So I don't know. I um Veronica's a mess. <laughs> Uh, Gina Torres calls it obsession on both sides. She calls her connection primal. See, weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. They're in love with each other. And they, but, like, not in a father-daughter way. They want to have sex with each and other. And they keep talking about Oedipus and Electra, yeah. and nobody yeah. mentions at all what those plays are actually about. They mention an Electra thing. Yeah, no, but... but everyone knows Oedipus. But right. everybody, Gina Torres should know that Freud isn't, like... Sound? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, she says that Hiram sees Veronica as an extension of himself, but he sees her, or she sees him as her ideal future self. Which is weird, because he's a murderer. <laughs> and maybe she's I could easily too. see her going down that road. Being like a mob boss? Like, that would have been cooler if he didn't challenge her so much, but just, like, business made her do some dark things. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and her, like, start to understand him that way. My favorite thing about this is when she says, um, he fake sold me two businesses and then made me I ran them them. successfully. (laughs) I love that because that's hilarious. That is funny. Uh, he has instilled in her a drive that makes her successful. I love that. So, no, he hasn't, what has he succeeded in? 
from? Uh, <laughs> he failed to get away with his crimes the first time, managed to get out of prison, failed to make her break up with her boyfriend. They imprisoned him. <laughs> he always can succeed at his getting out of jail. Mm. Are his businesses doing well? They're not doing badly. How does he run them all from a home office with no assistant? <laughs> do other people work? What there? does Lodge Industries do? Rum, John. <laughs> I thought they did prison. They did prison, they do rum. <laughs> I don't know if they're made in the same place. And do how they, is all of this building to our higher own land? Do the prison do the prisoners make Oh wait, now he runs the town too. Right, he's the mayor. You don't make He didn't money have to divest that. from his in, from his businesses. Mm, so no. he's a mayor who sells rum to his town. I mean, that can't be that weird anymore in the America we live in. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Veronica and Hiram, or Veronica is locked in a battle for identity with Hiram, apparently. Uh, so she suggests Veronica should cut ties with Hiram for good. He's quote trolling her, so why not ghost him? I love it when she talks to the children. Okay, hold on. Veronica yells at him. She's like, your teen speak is out of date? Fuck you. She's trying to help. <laughs> you kidding me? Also, your dad sucks. Not everyone understands what an Oedipus or Electra complex is, and we're pretty sure you don't either. <laughs> yeah, it's random. You, you wouldn't be talking about it like this because it's disgusting. <laughs> Think about it, Veronica. How are you pulling out Cordelia references and then not really checking yourself on the Greek myths? Well, yeah, apparently Electra is in- involved. Like, Oedipus is the son who has sex with his mother. And, and then, then kills his father. And kills his father. And then which one cuts their eyes out, the mother or the son? I believe it's the son. Right. It's a tragedy. Yeah, it's uh, funny. It's so. real tragic. And then apparently Electra murders her father, but I don't know that one super well. I don't know that one either. The only Electra I know is unfortunately the Marvel Comics character. Yeah. I could look it up. Nah, we'll look it up later. The kids don't need to know. Damn it, John's looking it up. Oh, Electra with a C. I even spelled it like a, I thought it was the K too. The comic book. Oh, it's just the Oedipus complex for girls. That's what I thought it was, but I don't I don't know if there's like a myth that is associated with it. I don't know. Anyway. No, it's proposed by Carl Jung. What, you just know a girl named Electra and you like named it after her? This is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a weird thing I did. <laughs> oh gross. Disgusting. So uh, Veronica claims she's tried cutting ties with her father, and Gina was like, mm, "You didn't. No, lies. you didn't. No, <laughs> you didn't. You should really do it." Uh, she also says Veronica should say yes to Harvard, but no longer engage with Hiram on his terms. I feel like that's fine. Yeah, Veronica doesn't do that though. Yeah, she doesn't. They don't take her advice actually. Uh, the the last thing she mentions is that. Uh, Veronica is locked in a tame dance of death with Hiram. I wish that was true. And she wants to know who's leading. Just Hiram. Yeah, I yeah. really want him to die. I, he's he needs to die. I want him to lose everything. I need he needs to be. Gone. I think that's the only version of Hiram we haven't seen, and I want to see it. And then he can die. But I felt like he kind of lost a lot when he was shot or something. You'd think that. Uh, but no, because he still had money. Yeah. I want him to have no money. Okay. I want to see broke Hiram. You know when you're really broke No Hiram? criminal ant- enterprise. When you're dead? When you're dead. <laughs> yeah. When you're not on Riverdale. I just, I just wonder what he's like when he's desperate. When you book a CBS by And he has not. <laughs> <laughs> and you leave the show. 
I but love, he, I but he booked him. this show when he was still on Pitch. Yeah. Do you think yes. there's an alternate universe out there where Pitch lived on and there's well, someone else playing Hiram on Riverdale? I actually heard that there was like a really good shot at Pitch getting a second season on some like CBS All Access or something like that. It was an ABC show. I something some wasn't it? Yeah, some sort of reason that Pitch may have been gone may have gone to another network. Uh huh. And then it didn't happen. And he was like, yes. Bummer, yeah. I get to be sexy for teens. He could be sexy for baseball. Just saying. Like, he was I fine. He, you know what? He was probably playing a better written character, but... I mean, he didn't get to wear his sharp suits, I guess, but... He did get to wear sharp suits. Did you, you know watch what? any of Pitch? No, I read the pilot script and I really liked it. It was good. Mark Paul Gosler was really good yeah, in it. Yeah, I think he's good. I got maybe three or four episodes. Do you watch The Boys on Amazon? Yeah, I watched all of The Boys on Amazon. Okay, the guy who plays, like, the main blonde superhero. Yeah, I don't know him from... Like, he, he looks like... He looks like, um... Julian... Julian, um... The Australian guy. Yes. But he's not. He's younger and he's blonde. Yes. He kind of reminds me of Mark, uh, Mark Paul Gossler for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, Julian McMahon. He looks like Julian McMahon. I mean, I guess the face. Yeah, it's the face. That's usually what I'm comparing. You don't think he looks like the Principal Honey? He looks a little bit like Mr. Honey. He does, right? Yeah. I'm like, I always kept him confused. Yeah. Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he looks like Mark Paul Gossler, though. He just reminds me of him. I can't explain why. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. You know what? While we're on Mark Paul Gossler, I wish I wish Happy Endings could add one more season because I wanted to um, see that character he played on it Happy return. Indian. Who did he play? He was, like, he was Max's roommate. He oh, moved in. Yes. was really cool. And then they found out he was cheating on his wife, and right. they like revealed it, and his marriage got broken, and he went. And I wound up in the hospital, and yes. he has this whole speech where it's like, "I saw a light, and I turned away from it, so I could come back and kill you." <laughs> like, yes, he I swore vengeance on Max. That was, I love that show. That's a fucking great show. So. Hiram comes home to find Veronica drinking rum in his office. She has turned down Harford, and he's mad. I, I don't know why he cares. <clears throat> I can't tell if he wants her to succeed or fail. I think his plan is to get her to work in the government. Oh, interesting. That's a long con, though. Yeah. That's like decades in the future that's going right. to pay off. That's why he's mad that she's rebelling now, because it was going so well for so, so long. Right, right, right. For the first 16 years of her life, but now. His hot streak has been broken. Oof. It's because of that red-headed boy. The <laughs> red-headed boy. <laughs> Julius? <laughs> the best boy in Riverdale. <laughs> oh. Uh, she tells him she doesn't want him to dictate the rest of her life, uh, could, including events such as making the cover of Fibes. Which is only funny because they took Forbes magazine and were like, what's one more than four? Oh, I get it. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Dumb. What was I thinking? Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> she, uh, so she tells him she's cutting ties. Uh, he's like, but you've, but you've tried that before and you didn't. Like, no, but for realsies, because this time I'm going to have sex with you. I mean, defeat you oh, in business. Oh, John, I want to die. <laughs> No. Oh, she's 16, 17, maybe 18. She's not going to She might be 18. She's not going to defeat him in business. That's so dumb. That's such a dumb thing to say. With your I'm sorry. Your what? fight is 
your your drive no sorry your diner and your your speakeasy versus his in a small town prison and the rest of the town he owns so what capital do you have to do this what are you what's the battle over you don't want his businesses go get your own life go to kitty kitty go make a dress you didn't listen to her (laughs) go do go do fashion you're like i don't know i'm breaking ties with you by fighting you Every single day. Still have to have, talk a lot. <laughs> oh, Veronica. Veronica, you didn't listen. Nobody listened. Neither to Veronica woman. nor Archie listened. No one takes the advice except for when the advice is not that good. Actually, no, Jughead took the advice. Uh, Betty and Alice. I don't know if that was the ad- There was no advice there. There was a breakthrough. There was clarity, but there yeah. wasn't, there wasn't Something. Like, instructions. Well, Hiram finds out that Veronica drank his good old rum. And so, All of it? No, just like a little bit. But he smashes his glass. Hey, Hiram, if it's your greatest achievement, have you drank any of it? <laughs> was this the only one you made? Or was like there was a batch and you kept one bottle? I think that was the first bottle. So like how does he... No one drank it? <laughs> well, I guess there's another bottle, but that was the first one. Oh, okay. So it was special. Well, he's very upset. He's very upset, yeah. But that's also the end of Veronica. So, Cheryl? Cheryl. I I didn't know you hated this so much. I didn't hate it. I just thought the advice was really bad. So Cheryl is called to Mr. Honey's office. He reminds her that she has missed 26 days of school. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, my dad is dead and my mom is a murderer and... I live with my girlfriend, and I care take care of my grandmother, who's definitely a psychopath, <laughs> and two infant toddlers. It's not a good living situation. He's like, right. That's why I'm also saying you probably shouldn't coach the Vixens anymore. <laughs> and she's like, how dare you? I also feel like this was a petty-ass move, though, on his no, part. No, no. Mr. Honey is trying to help 100% of the time. He's a good man <laughs> who has a weird way of speaking. <laughs> I just, like, if he said it in a nicer voice, like, hey, I'm taking this off your plate. Yeah, right. Right. The way Gina Torres does later in the episode. Yeah, it would, it's nice. I know you're going through a lot right now, and I want to help, and I don't, and I think you should be focusing on your studies and all that instead of being, but the problem is he has to say this, I'm taking the vixens away from you. Yeah, it's like very uh, mustache twirling. Unless you can pass my test. You know what I was thinking about, though? You absolutely cannot have a cheerleader, like, running your cheer squad? No. Of course there's got to be a coach. It's incredibly dangerous. One of the gym teachers. Are there gym teachers? I don't think there are teachers in this school. What do you mean? There was that one that's in Archie? There isn't. Well, get, like, Kevin's dad to teach gym or something. Well, like, you can't. Like, cheerleading, I think, is actually considered a more dangerous sport than, like, football because Mm -hmm. you're literally, like, throwing people up in the air. With no padding and anything. Yeah, and hoping that their necks don't break. Mm -hmm. So you absolutely need a coach. Right. And yet all these A safety instructor. Yeah, all these shows have no, like, faculty member. Right. So it's weird. Yeah. Well, I maybe... When Cheryl became class president, she made herself coach. She's like, it's fine. I'm it's a fine. child. I changed the rule. I mean, is she president? <laughs> Sorry, I what, what is time? What is time? So, Cheryl goes to Gina Torres, and she uh, really does not want to be there. She she calls Gina Torres like a state school uh, graduate or something. Yeah, she's real mean. 
to Gina Torres. <laughs> For no reason. Wow. How dare you? She says, uh, when Gina Torres asks if she's okay, she says, I have a rapturous girlfriend, total freedom, and amazing hair. So Are we done? So is rapturous a good word? Because they use it a lot on this show. Did you know. know that? I don't know. Cheryl talks weird. Yeah, she does talk weird. Also, you don't even have the best hair in that room. Oh, I mean, she has good hair, though. It's, I, it's very good. Very impressive. Yeah. You're like, it's a competition. I just don't want anyone... To belittle Gina Torres in any right. way. No, no, no. I don't think she was saying, I have better hair than Gina, Gina Torres. Gina Torres was in Firefly. Right. No, I know. I, I actually do know that. <laughs> I don't know how I know that, but I know that. Uh, Gina Torres asks about the videotapes. And Cheryl's like, why would I be scared of videotapes? I live with a ghost. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> and then the follow-up is, have you spoken to a professional about everything? <laughs> Like, she lists all of Cheryl's stuff out loud, and it's wild. The the murder dad, the murder mom, the murdered brother. It's bad. It's all the, bad. The attempted self-murder, uh, to which Cheryl's like, that was an accident. <laughs> Gina Torres says it's okay if it's not. Oh. She finds some right words. Yeah. Uh, so she asks how Cheryl's been coping, and Cheryl's like, oh, I talk to Jason. Yeah, this is where I have issue. In person, in my chapel, and he talks back. And Gina Torres takes this shockingly well. This is my issue with this situation. She is like, oh, honey, you're fine. <laughs> She's not fine. You don't think Gina Torres is writing down, like, call police <laughs> right, after? Right, that's the thing. It's like... It, I under like she's saying all the right words to Cheryl, except for the fact that this is a very abnormal situation, and Drina just keeps reassuring her, like, you're fine. Girl, you're doing great. She's not maybe, doing great. Well, yes, but maybe she's such a pro that she's like, if I freak out right now, she'll kill me too. This girl <laughs> is just gonna get worse. So, but maybe I could lead the horse to water a little bit by just kind of like, okay, that doesn't have to be terrifying. Uh-huh. We'll work our way from that to something less scary. I I don't, I don't think that, like, I think she says a lot of right things. I agree that it's weird that she doesn't freak out at that point, but I'm not a therapist. I, I'm not a licensed professional. I don't know how they're trained to react in situations like this. I don't know if they have situations like this in real life. You I mean, you don't? Maybe sometimes. Uh, but the specific situation where you've had your dead brother, you unburied his body. Tale as old as time. We yeah. all know that guy. <laughs> There's always that one kid from your high right. school God. who this happens to. You know, he was doing better, though. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Such a sad life. Um, yeah, so she just, I feel like, should probably have. I mean, there are babies in the house, and now there's right. a corpse. Right. I'm not trying to nip. It would be here. funny if she was just like, by the way, maybe keep the babies away from the corpse. Right. I, it's my, bad. One of my old friends from high school. Did this? You know, so let me finish. Did uh, this whole thing? Yeah. Two, sorry, two of my old friends from high school who got married are having a baby this December. Oh, nice. Like around Christmas time. Cute, cute, like cute. when I'm home. Fun. And they're like, don't come to the hospital. What? What? We can't handle that many people. And if you're even a little bit sick, stay away from the baby. Okay. And I'm like, but Cheryl keeps the babies around a dead body. You're all like, the who's time. Cheryl? 
Do you talk about these people like they're your friends, John? <laughs> Just checking. They're the only friends I have. That's so sad. You have friends. You yeah. have the baby people. <laughs> That's right. Always and forever. That's cute, though. I'm happy for them. Good for them. Yeah, it's going to be nice. It's so weird. We're so old. It's so scary. But other than that, it's nice. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all on different time scales. The Los yeah. Angeles time scale is very forgiving. It is very forgiving. <laughs> I do appreciate that always. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So, yeah, Cheryl thinks she might have lost her mind and doesn't know what happened, which, by the way, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting Cheryl's actress's name. Madeline. Madeline, Madeline. Pesh. Madeline Pesh crushes this this Yeah, she's a great too. actress. Always a, This so. is some of all of those, like, a lot of these kids' best work is this episode. But don't you think she did lose her mind? Yeah. She did. Yeah, somewhere and along I, the way. I think in the ice. I feel like we, uh, we've really glossed over the fact that she is, in fact, very unstable. Right. And that's why I was like, hmm. I feel like Gina should have been like, we're going to get you real help instead of be like, I, I agree. The fact that she just kind of like, okay, back to your life at the end um, like, isn't great. Probably should have been like, I want to talk to you more. Yeah. Uh, and stuff. Like, if someone had told Rebecca Bunch that she was fine mm. in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's like, that's not that crazy. Right. Uh, she probably never would have gotten the help she needed. I mean, also, um, Rebecca Bunch did not have a corpse in her house. It's true, but I wouldn't put it past Rebecca Bunch oh at her God. worst Imagine to keep a corpse in her house. Imagine if at the end of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend you found out that Josh Chan was just like... Dead the entire dead time. Dead the whole time. She murdered him in New York in the yeah. pilot. Oh my God, then took him back to West Covina and it's just been like mostly like in, in her, her head. head. That's a good twist. I mean, the, the, that would be a terrible twist for that show. The ending was It was nice. a fun music. It was a really good ending. Yeah, it was a nice ending. She grew and changed and became a more whole person. And I guess didn't kill anyone. And well, didn't murder anyone. There's that weird, like, well, arc. Trent uh, got yeah. pushed off a building. Was that by her, though? Was she pled responsible for it. Right. But did she do it? Well, she was found not guilty by the state of California. Yeah. but like Also, he's she? not dead. I don't remember that. Wait, he's not dead. I don't no, remember No, he lives. This. I don't remember that. Well, he's in the hospital. You never see him again. But didn't she try to kill someone, like, over the internet or something? Like, she tried to hire Oh, Hitman? yeah, she, like, tried to hire Hitman? Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Not good. The best show ever. Really good show. Without love, you can change the world. <laughs> what is it? What Without is it? love, you can change the world. Change the world. Did you do the Spotify thing? The Spotify. Yeah, uh, it showed up. The craziest, craziest girlfriend music. Yeah, but yeah. it's I. God, I was actually mostly embarrassed by my stuff, but I shared a little bit on Instagram. I don't have Spotify. I do like, Apple Music, and uh-huh. they do have one, but I haven't been able to figure it out. Mm. So. So I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed by mine. It's like a fun way for Spotify to be like, see, we harvested your data, but now you get to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Wow. <laughs> Sad. So Gina Torres is like, uh-huh, you might be crazy. How far do you sit from the body? <laughs> and she's like across the room. Ah, then you're fine. Yeah, that's what I didn't <laughs> like. I was like, no, it's still bad. It's still there. I don't get it. She's like, how is that any different from going to someone's grave? It's very different. That's well, you how. see, there's a body. <laughs> right, right. That she... It's oh. unsanitary. It smells. It's been dead insects. for years. Yeah, it's been dead for a while. That thing's all formaldehyde. It's disgusting. 
Jacob sent me an article, actually, about how they uh, they do the thing. It's fake, right? It's a mannequin? Yeah, but you gotta also need the article. Okay. Or you can just tell me? I don't remember anything, so... Why do I have you on the... I may, should I just have know. Stephen on this show? Honestly, made my life Stephen easier. took notes. Wow. Yeah. Better than all of us. <laughs> we don't take he notes. He remembered the episode. He knew what he wanted to talk about. Well, here's the thing. Stephen had to show off, because... Right, he's filling in for someone. If I was on Steven's podcast, I would put in more effort. Right, but on your own podcast, no, limited effort. You just don't care. But no, I say I do care. I do care. I care. John, you don't think I care? Oh my god, you don't think I care? You think I care? I do care. I know you're just doing this to troll me. I'm sorry, it is one of my favorite things to find out that if I just don't say anything... I know, it's worse. You'll desperately fill the silence for it's as long so as possible. It's so mean, it's so mean. So Cheryl uh, catches Gina Torres up on her entire arc. She's like, yeah, and I ate Julian in the womb, and now he's a ghost haunting me through a doll. And I tried to burn the doll, and I tried to drown the doll, and the doll keeps coming back. This is why you I should- put salt around it. What else am I supposed to do, Gina Torres? This is why Gina Torres should have gotten her to a psychiatric hospital. I'm just saying. Right. There is the cool moment where she's like, you think Julian's driving you sane? And she says, of course, he's a blossom. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gina Torres thinks Shell's being gaslit. That's a funny theory. You know who you know who uh, perpetuated a similar theory? Tony Topaz. <laughs> what if Tony's doing it? That's actually what I was thinking now yeah. too. If if it fe- if it turned out this is all one long con from Tony Topaz all along, and that's why she's been around the house all the time. What if she's trying to steal Cheryl's money? What if she's trying to steal Cheryl's money? That'd be fucked, It'd right? Be pretty messed up. Yeah, it would be so messed up. Like Cheryl, Cheryl's first girlfriend, the girl she came out yeah, for. Yeah, that'd be fucked up. I hope that's not true, but also I kind of want it to be. It would definitely redeem Tony's writing. Yes. What if she's doing it for the cult? The cult's gone, dude. You think? Yeah. Okay, just saying. Well, I guess Edgar is gone. Edgar ascended. He got what he wanted. (laughs) He lives in the Griffin. He lives in Eldervale now. I don't think those things were connected. Shut up. Yeah. I know we wanted them to be very badly, but they were not. So, yeah. She's being gaslit. Like Ingrid Bergman. Mm -hmm. That's right. She's seen a movie. None of these kids know modern day references. No, they don't see modern movies. The only modern movie they've seen is Love, Simon. Right. (laughs) Love, Simon. (laughs) It was the first movie Riverdale got in 40 years. I love that movie. We saw Love, Simon. We, We did see Love, Simon. Yeah. I saw a lot of lists of great scenes of the of the decade. One of them was the one where Mom Simon is telling Love Simon yeah. that he can. She's like, "Love, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta exhale. <laughs> That's a really you gotta good breathe. Scene. That was a really good scene. I know that's. I know it's a good scene because the one that Cheryl was watching. She was like, "I'm gay." <laughs> I realize this now. Thank you, love. Thank you, love. <laughs> oh. Uh, all yeah. Gina was like, "No, clearly someone's moving the doll around when you're not there." But who could it be? Your grandmother, who's always there. Your girlfriend, who's always there. The guy in the walls, who's always there. It's the guy in the walls, right? It has to be the guy in the walls. Also, you can check for chimeras with a simple DNA test. Yes. It's real. So, it's real, but I don't think... Like, Cheryl's way too happy when she finds out she did not eat him in the womb. Yeah, she's stoked about it. That doesn't really solve any problems. Well, it means she's not haunted. Ghosts can't be real because she didn't eat them in the womb. Right. Everyone knows you're haunted by your 
Right, it's like... Unborn uh, sibling who it, you it, ate in the womb. That's certainly true in my case. It doesn't... <laughs> Maybe. What a unless weird... I, unless that was a lie I told myself. What a weird thing for you to talk about on the podcast right now. <laughs> I, I just... Just feels like we could have talked about it before. <laughs> like when this first came up. Be like, oh, I have a very relevant piece of information. <laughs> I didn't remember then. Because again... I'm worried You're it might not, not sure be true, and I'm, I'm going to edit all this out. D- does Beth listen to this podcast? Would she know? Yeah, she does. Well, I can text mom and dad, too. Weird text to get. Yeah. If it's not true, very weird text to get. If your parents tried to have you block it out, very weird text. <laughs> what if my parents are gaslighting me this whole, whole time? time? That's why they, they also all. listen to the podcast, so if I do oh. leave this in... They'll definitely let me know. They love you. And it might be mom going, no, what are you talking about? When did you tell yourself this? That's so funny. They love you. So, Gina Torres hooks her up with the doctor for the test. Uh, probably Jewel State. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, I, I love you. Jewel State, actually. Uh, unfortunately, Gina Torres also decides Cheryl has too much on her plate to leave the Vixens, which... Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'd choose that, too. I just don't get why this is coming up now. She hasn't been a cheerleader in, like, forever. Like, really. Yeah, like, she hasn't left the house in eight episodes. She's missed 26 days of school. Is she going to cheer practice? Very, very dumb. Right. Anyway. So Cheryl's a good cry in the locker room into her head bitch in charge shirt. Oh, I love that she shirt. She printed a shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, they had that shirt in season one. Oh, all right. HBIC. Been a while. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl later finds Tony at Pops. She's like, who told you you could go out? You're supposed to be at home or at school where I can see you at all times. Uh, she's like, I got my Chimera test results. Tony's like, listen, I've been outside of this plot the entire episode. I love that she's like, what? I don't know what's going on, but I'm super happy for you because I've been trained to only admire and love you at all times. Oh, like a dog. Yep. Poor Tony. She's tested negative. There's no chimera, which means they're clearly not being haunted. They're being gaslit. And Cheryl swears torment upon them, whomever they may be. The person living in the walls. Right. You're 100%. You're going to not do that when he walks out and you're like, JJ! And he's like, no, my name's Julian. I just am played by Trevor Stein. I hope that's true. That'd be so cool for him. It'd be so exciting. Imagine someone walks out of the walls and it's... It's Lily Reinhardt with with red dyed hair. Oh my god, that'd be even better. It's like, hey, it's me, Juliet, your <gasps> sister. Like, but grandma said Julian. Your grandma talks weird. I don't know what you want. <laughs> your grandma's a fucking nut. <laughs> She's a nightmare monster person. I'm your I'm your she, beautiful sister. She lies. <laughs> I'm Juliet. You ready for Jughead? I am. I don't really remember this plot. <laughs> well, Jughead walks into class and finds no one else there because Dupont sent them all home. He's like, hey, you. You owe pages. Jughead's like, I, I know, I'm, I'm sorry. He's like, you also haven't applied to colleges. And Jughead's like, I don't owe you that. Right. Okay, I'll so work on that. Obviously, you're making a book factory. He's like, he's like so I don't bad. care about your excuses. Go back to Riverdale High and talk to Gina Torres. <laughs> well, he wants to get a transcript to give to, uh, to colleges, right? Right. So he has to go, because none of the professors will recommend him at the school he's been at for like two weeks, and already one of them are dead. Right. So Right, the only one who would have recommended him is dead. dead. Yeah, jumped out the window. Murdered by suicide. Swan typed out the murder by suicide. Oh, dumb. Anyway. 
So uh, he waits for the transcript with Gina Torres and tells her that he is a Holden Caulfield stance on small talk. I hate him so much. I sometimes. hate Holden Caulfield so much. But you're supposed to. That's the problem. Holden Caulfield in modern day would be an internet troll. Yeah, no, he's, but he's always supposed to be somebody that you don't like. Yeah. Like the whole, and then people are like, he's the best. Like, no, right. he's an asshole. He's That's the point. He's not a hero. Like, fuck off. Jughead, be better than this. Google some hot take. Come on. <laughs> uh, Gina Torres asks him if he often deflects with literary references. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, she wait, asks wait. him if he ever takes off that hat. He says, no. No, he doesn't. But, you know, she did not say that to Veronica, who made, like, 12 more literary references than Jughead did. Right. So, to say, like... Veronica's better read than Jughead. It's weird that she and Jughead never talk about books. They don't talk, so I don't right, really... They're not friends. They're not friends. Especially now. So she's like, oh, by the way, I heard about your teacher who jumped out the window in front of you. <laughs> you good? Yeah, you all right? Jughead tells her about how he's on the cusp of bringing down their Baxter Brothers empire. How much money is this really making? They don't say. So I just love $2 million. That's not that much money. That's not an empire. Maybe it's two hundred million. That's still not even that much money. Listen, they need it. I I know it's. Dupont has a lot of debts. He inherited all of Mister Chipping's gambling debts, and now he has to pay them off. That's so so weird that he just jumped out the window, and we're not gonna like talk about that. (laughs) Very weird. Uh, Jughead says it's rigged. Dupont's got a grudge against the whole Jones family. And she's like, or you have a persecution complex. <laughs> Love it. Are you not a very good writer, so you're picking fights against everyone at school? <gasps> oh, no, she doesn't say that, but I wish she said that. Uh, he says that he won't be insulted by someone who doesn't know the phrase tilting at windmills. Oh. Uh, Caitlin, do you know the phrase tilting at windmills? Nope, apparently I'm a peasant. I don't know. To tilt at windmills is to attack imaginary enemies. Tilting is jousting. So it's from Don Quixote. Oh, actually, that's so funny because I just saw um, He Dreams of Giants, a documentary about the Don Quixote movie, and the there are windmills in it. So okay. I should have known this phrase. Yeah. That was really roundabout. Yeah. No. I was really yeah. hoping you'd seen the man who killed Don Quixote because I, I actually not have you like seen it's it? it's really frustrating that it came out after like apparently being in development hell for like decades yes uh and no one saw it because it wasn't advertised anywhere there was zero marketing for this well there's um there's a whole reason for that it has to do with like a producer suing the production and Amazon. Yeah, I know it was a whole bitch and a half. But yeah. is it streaming anywhere? Like, I think it's on Amazon. I just want to watch this stupid movie. I believe now it's on Amazon, but okay. I would check. Jughead oh. says it's about recognition. They've stolen his grandfather's achievement. Gina Torres points out that he's trying to get something that he claims he hates. Yeah. Mm, like a position among that upper echelon. You don't like those guys. She thinks that if he fights everyone in the upper class and is beaten down by them, he doesn't have to take responsibility for any of it. I guess, yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Might not, he might not be consciously thinking that's what's happening, but 
yeah, he will be able to blame all of his struggles on exterior forces instead of himself. Wow, damn, deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And she's like, maybe we should talk about your father. He's like, oh, great, we're going to talk about my father? No, let's talk about my father. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. And she's like, well, your father was a criminal and now he's a sheriff, which is pretty cool. And he did that so that you could succeed. I want to I just, can we just erase this narrative of FP? I, this is not true. They make it sound, if you just came into. Like, like he earned it? If you just came into Riverdale for the first time and you were like, oh, so I guess this guy was a gang member, but then he slowly worked his way up and then like got right. in the group. No, he was no. given the sheriff position as a ploy for crime. Exactly. So it's really weird that they keep mentioning like, hey, uh, that achievement. Well, I think he's made it right. I guess. Like, he's, he has been pretty good as sheriff. Yeah, he's been good as sheriff, but it's not like he was, like, all I wanted to again, do. then again, last episode, he was like, I'm going to go back to crime. Yeah, I just don't think that, I mean, FP is great, but I don't think he, this is not the narrative that is true. But it's the narrative they want to be true. I know, but it's not. It's not true. But, like, if he performs like he has turned his life around, and everyone reacts like he's turned his life around... Has he not turned his life around? I mean, I guess he's living in a nice house with his high school lover, who is also and his, his son, son's and his son's girlfriend, who is the daughter right. of his high school lover. Creepy. And somewhere, his daughter. Isn't that the American dream? Somewhere, Yikes. someone's American dream. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love FP. I do. I'm just saying. It's not true. The narrative is false. Anyway. Well, Gina Torres wouldn't know that. That's true. Gina Torres just sees the facade. Right. She's like, and it's with a beautiful wife, Gina Torres takes trips to the real world, so she's like, she misses a lot of stuff going on in Riverdale. She deals with real problems. She's like, what? (sighs) You crazy. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Uh... And then Jug- and she points out that Jughead has repaid everything FP did for him by lionizing his abuser. Yeah, I think that's actually really accurate. Is, holy shit. I don't know if even the show knew it was doing that. Yeah. I think that they do now. Yeah. That is really fucked up, actually. And he tells him to see his grandfather through his dad's eyes, and Jughead's like, holy shit, I missed that. Yeah. Wow. That was bad. <laughs> Yikes. I'm not okay. Uh, he calls himself selfish, and she's like, no, you are a... Senior in Riverdale. You're busy. You're, I know. I love that line. But also, so I think they are going to bring Jughead's grandfather back. Probably. Like, I think that there was, like, a casting notice for that. Yeah, you, you've mentioned that. Yeah, so that's going to be weird now. Well, he'll be an abuser. Yeah. Maybe he'll get, like, Michael Ironside. He always plays mean people. Yeah, I forgot who it is. But, uh, Stella, what you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It just I think it's going to be weird to, like, are they going to make him a villain? Because it kind of seems like that's the only real way hey, to get away hey, with it. Hey, we're not in the rumor mill. Fine. We're not in rumor mill. are almost, though, in the rumor mill? No, not yet, though. Fine. Keep going. God. Uh, Jughead offers to put down the conspiracy theories and do his homework. Smart. Then points out that she's underpaid, and she mentions that she's also overqualified, <laughs> which is true. She could probably do this way better in, like, a city somewhere. Please move. Well, no, no, they need you here. Yeah, stay. But I just want the best. Be in more episodes. Uh, writers don't just let Tessa write her. Okay, <laughs> I don't want any of you touching Gina Torres. 
be funny if it's like <laughs> Tessa Williams is like Gina Torres' daughter or something like that. And she's like, my mom would do a great job. Let's get my mom. It's my headcanon. Weird. I know. Be cute. I guess. But like, you're saying Gina Torres shouldn't just get the role on her own merits? No, no, she would. But like, I just feel like there's a connection there, you know? It's like every, all the words that she's saying, it's like deep in I mean, I'm happy they got her and they didn't just, like, they, it's not like Kelly Ripa being on the show. Oh, yeah. Like, they gave Gina Torres a powerful scene with their entire main cast. Is she in another CW series? No. No? She was on Suits, and then she had a spinoff about her character, but I don't think it, I think it's over already. I think I got canceled. Really? Pearson, yeah. The show was called Pearson? Yeah. Literally. This is a suit spinoff. Literally never heard of it. Yeah, it happened. Weird. Jughead steals some candy, goes home. His dad comes home, and Jughead hold, hugs this old man and tells him he loves him. So cute. I and loved it. It's really it. nice. It is really nice. Betty reads Jughead's uh, latest Baxter Brothers writing, and she's like, hey, it's great. It feels like Baxter Brothers, but it feels like you. This is so exhausting for Betty, I can tell. <laughs> It's like she has to smile. To oh, you want me to read this now? And you're just going to sit here and watch pace me read there it? in the room that we share? Nothing uh, more awkward than that. He also caught up on his college apps. Wow, busy afternoon for Jughead. He also discovered that every other member of the Skull and Quill Society are now dead. That's interesting. Dying in suspicious accidents. She's like, maybe you should transfer schools. And he's like, no. <laughs> We're close. We almost got him. To which they jump forward to uh, Donna and Brett identifying Betty, Archie, and Veronica as Jackhead's killers. So obviously it's a prank pulled on them, right? Yeah. Rumordale? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. They need to convince these three. There are those two. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's part of the perfect murder. Someone's perfect murder is convincing a different group of people that they murdered someone. Yeah, it's smart. So someone's going to, maybe it's not even a trick that Archie and the others are pulling. Maybe it's been pulled on them. Interesting, maybe. So like Jughead's been kidnapped or something and isn't dead yet. That's also possible. It's like a fake body made out of Dylan Sprouse. (laughs) Weird. So weird. Anyway, superlatives. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, did you catch the names of the uh, three candy bars that she has? Oh, uh, Three Buccaneers was one, right? Three Buccaneers, Skit Scat. That's disgusting. And Butterflinger. That's even more disgusting. That's the worst one, yeah. Butterflinger is Butterflinger is is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Superlatives. Uh, Class couple, Veronica and Hiram. (laughs) Yep. That's just for you, John. Yep. Weird, weird. They're weird. in love with each other so in a gross, weird. sexual gross. way. It's gross, and I want you to not say it anymore. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I know it's, I brought it up again. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Most likely to succeed, Gina Torres. Yeah, yeah. Um, most likely to be the favorite. Betty? I don't the know. The fuck does that mean? The favorite. She's the favorite. She, oh, loved, she loved yeah. the most. Most loved. <laughs> most loved Betty. <laughs> she loves... They love the most. Most left behind Kevin. Oh, yeah. Who's Kevin? <laughs> Did he get an A on his game theory presentation? What is game theory? It's the study of mathematical models of strategic interaction among rational decision makers. Okay. So it is. It's like... Do you remember those um, 
Sherlock Holmes movies that Robert Downey Jr. did. Yeah. When he would, like, slow down time in his brain mm-hmm. and figure out what he's going to do beforehand. Yeah. I guess that's, like, what a dumb person thinks a smart person. Right. <laughs> like, how, how a dumb person thinks a smart person uses game theory. Yeah. So it's like, well, he's clearly going to punch me, so I can block right down there, and then I'm going to... Yeah. 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 I call him the the filmmakers of that film that upright. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, what do we do now? Uh, uh, geez, I guess we're almost done. Um, I feel like that's going to be a short episode. Isn't that weird? No, there was a lot to talk about in this I guess. one. Yes, yeah, because but there wasn't that I, much. Plot. As I was taking notes, I realized I was pausing a lot yeah. because there's just so much they're talking about. That's that true. I, it's very talking. I wanted to talk about, but it's not a very like plot heavy episode. No, so. not a lot happened. Yeah, fuck, it was great. Yeah, it was really good. Good job, Tessa. Um, I'm just like, damn. And I recently watched like a whole episode of Mr. Robot that was also therapy. Yeah, people it really like that show this season. That's because it's amazing this yeah, season. Yeah, people say it's really good. I've I'm, I'm watched in a long time. Everyone hasn't watched in a long time. So Ian and I were watching Mr. Robot in the first season, and I fell asleep, and I woke up, and like five hours later, Ian was still watching Mr. Robot, and I had missed all of it. So I was like, I don't think we're going to do this. Um, but Sharing I, shows is hard. Yeah, it is hard. Tell me, what are you looking forward to? Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, it's a crossover, but it's like one big story across mm, all of them. Right, right, right. We talked about this. But they're doing it a step further where they're doing three parts of it bef- at the like starting Sunday. So it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then it's going to be a cliffhanger. And then the last two parts come in January. Okay. Or February, maybe. Because the CW sucks like that. Oh, okay. It's going to be awesome. They got, like, Tom Welling back as, as Clark Kent. Oh, yeah, that is cool. I, that is cool. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun. I'm sorry if it looks like I'm very falling asleep. It's not you. It's really not. <laughs> I'm glad that I always catch you in the worst condition <laughs> to be doing this show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're always, like, dying in one way or another. I know. I just, I think that I just I'm tired. I'm hungry. I, just... I know. <laughs> I'm very needy. I have a lot of needs. But that's really cool, John. I just feel like I was staring at you and I was like nodding like I was stoned or something and I'm not. I'm just sleepy. What are you looking forward to? Um, I have two things I'm looking forward to and I forgot the first one. So I'm going to go with um, USA has a show Dare Me, which is based on a book by Megan Abbott, um, which I really loved. It's about cheerleaders, much like Cheryl Blossom. Uh, and their new coach, because they need a coach, because they're kids, mm-hmm. played by Willa Fitzgerald of Scream. Oh. You know that show, right? What? You've seen it. She's playing a coach? She's playing a coach. I know. She's, I mean, she's supposed to be like a young coach, uh-huh. but she's an adult. Oh. Emma growed up. Sure. Um, but the book is really, really good. I'm curious how it's going to be as a TV show, but it looks really moody and optimistic. I'm optimistic about it. I, it does not. Oh seem optimistic. no, the show doesn't look optimistic. No, very, but you feel optimistic. Very, I was going to say I've seen commercials for it. It looks real dark. It's really dark. I mean, I love that. She's one of my favorite authors. She writes a lot of. Um, they're not really mystery books exactly, but they're usually like women focused. I I don't know how you would really describe it, but they they like they usually have a mystery in it, but they're more like character based drama i don't know it's really 
really good. Uh, really good book, and I'm hoping that the show is as good as I want it to be. Mm. And I'm optimistic. A lot of glitter, too, which is fun. Oh, so it's... Don't say it's euphoria. I mean, it, it sounds like it's... Mm. It sounds like it's euphoria. They don't have an Emma from Scream and Euphoria. I, I don't see a problem there. Yeah. Well, she's great, actually. I, the, the more I, I see, don't believe you. The more I see her in other things, the more I'm like, she's really good. Sure. Yeah. She's also on Younger. Really so the good. problem was all of the writing and directing on Scream? Or? Okay. Anyway, John. Hey, where can they find you? <laughs> they can find me at Riley Tweets on Twitter. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. And they can find our podcast on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. We'll update it eventually. You don't want to take a picture uh, while you're on vacation I, and post I mean, it on there? I thought about it, but I really thought it was obnoxious. I was just going to post 14 photos on my personal Instagram instead, like I did. Uh, was it fun for you watching that? No? Okay. I was very insecure about it after I got home. I mean, like, am I that person now? Turns out I was. Uh, Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at John Padden. And you can find me on my blog, Catcher in the Rye, where Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Good and yes, I do hate Holden Caulfield. Yeah. And yes, I've also named my my blog after the Catcher in the Rye. They didn't even put it together. Well, I that's mean, fine. Yeah. I mean, I did put it together, but just now I didn't put it together. It's because I want to be the antithesis of him. Well, you can love... I mean, I love Catcher in the Rye, and I hate Holden Caulfield. Oh, I just... I, I guess I only identified it as I figured the book, the book was supportive of him. No, I don't think I don't think so. God, it's been a while. Yeah, I hate read that book. Like I don't remember much of it except the stuff I hate. Well, I think that like if you see it from the lens where you think that the book is very supportive of the character, it's very easy to hate the book. Yeah, and I think that when you're I don't know when you because read he's it. the narrator. Yeah, I mean when you're a teenager, right? I imagine you read it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very easy to see things from that lens. I don't know, like, because I think I probably did as well. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think that's the point of it. I think the point of it is, like, because he, he's kind of like Joe from You. Like, Joe from You will say things like, ugh. Like, you, you watch the teaser, right? Yeah. How he's like, oh, all these people are so fucking fake. Fuck these right. people. And then he'll be like, hi, I'm Will. Oh, that's, no, that's my problem, though. Because I see him as one of those guys who goes online Joins a chat room and goes, hey, I have this idea of a rumor we should start. This is Holden Caulfield? Yeah. Okay. Because I think he would be an internet troll who's like, no, everyone's lying. And if I, I, can, I can make them expose their biases by, like, creating falsehoods. Like, I can trick everyone because they're all, they're all fakers anyway. Yeah. Like, he would be anti-society. Yeah, he is anti-society. Yeah. No, he'd be the worst kind of person. But he is the worst kind of person. Right. But in modern day, yeah. he'd be dangerous. Right. I mean, so it's Joe from you. That's like... But he's in a personal way. I mean, like a, <laughs> like part of the online collective of yeah. trolls kind of way. Yeah. No, it's not good. We don't, we don't like Holden Coffin. Yeah. But like, he's also a sad, lonely and People who boy. spread falsehoods just for the purpose of having it ex- like in the world and having people believe it. Yeah. Or arguing about it. Is there a show about that right now? No, but there's news stuff about it. Oh, right. No, it's just reality. Right. This is the world we live in. Oh, that's sad. Anyway. John. Bye.
Yeah. All right. I'll get out of here. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>